So, okay. Well, this is another, uh, I almost call it Game Tweens again. I gotta yeah. stop it. <laughs> catchy name. It's a catchy name. Yeah. No, this is another episode of Still in Beta. Uh, I'm Jesse. And I'm William. Uh, so, this is a gaming podcast. It's about video games. And I guess we could talk about other games, but video games is what we make. So that's what we kind of lean on as the baseline for the conversations and stuff. Ba- like, loosely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty loosely. Um, so, yeah, what's going on? What's going on in video games these days? Well, so did you play anything new? Since? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, the... The um, old Valve had its Steam sale again, uh, which a lot of people are upset about because they say that Valve is taking their money um, because everything's so cheap. And I'm like, uh, you're joking, right? And they're, I mean, some people are legitimately upset that they give so much money away to Valve. But anyway. They could, you know, just not open Steam. They could have self-control. Yeah. But asking people in America to have self-control is, well, (laughs) so anyway, I bought a couple games um, because I kind of own everything that I want to own already, and I have a backlog of about like eight or nine things that I still haven't played, and uh, so so I got... um, I got a game called uh, Call of Juarez Gunslinger, which... I think you bought that just for the title. Well, partially. And uh, so that was a game that's uh, started off as a, as a $15 game uh, and came out around the same time as Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Uh, obviously, I got Blood Dragon instead at the time, Um because that's uh, Blood Dragon's basically the only game I ever needed. How uh, so? <laughs> have, have I not talked about Blood Dragon before? No, I have no idea. You don't know? No. I, know I haven't told you about Blood Dragon? No. Okay, so Blood Dragon is a standalone, uh, a standalone game that's based off of like the engine and mechanics that were made for Far Cry Three. So what they ended up doing was basically taking Far Cry 3 as is, a game. Is this like the Bionic Commando, like, 80s style thing? Yes, yeah. Okay. You play as Rex Colt, Rex yes. Power Colt. Rex and, Power Colt. Power yeah. is his middle name. Yeah. Shouldn't be Danger, but anyway, go on. Uh, he got off a hairdryer. No, that's, okay. that's Max Power. Um, so, yeah. So they take, they take basically the, the gameplay from Far Cry 3, which I played Far Cry 3 after playing Blood Dragon. And that's a huge mistake. You have to play Far Cry 3 first in order to enjoy it. Otherwise, you'll be playing it after, after Blood Dragon and thinking, wow, wow, this is a slog. Like, this is a really slow and arduous game. And uh, Kind of like, it's probably better if you haven't, you know, if you weren't born, like, before 1990 to watch the, like, the episode 1 through 3 before you watch the other Star Wars movies. Because then you're just completely disappointed when you get to them. I'm saying, if you start with A New Hope... Right. And then you watch through 
you know, Return of the Jedi, and then you watch the other ones, yeah. then it's kind of a disappointing. But if you're a kid and you've never seen the old ones when they weren't all, you know, edited and stuff, and then you... I've Are you for me- real? Like, people watch four through six first and are like what's the big deal are they seeing the special edition versions well people are it's i i think there's maybe a generation gap situation with that kind of stuff and i don't know about that anyway (laughs) um so blood dragon pretty good and um it's like it's like an eighties action movie in a video game. Is it three D? Yeah. Okay. Except for the cutscenes. Those are done like uh like old Sierra style like pixel art two D kind of sliding together so kind of stuff. Kinda like um oh okay. I was gonna ask if it was maybe kinda like out of this world or something like that. No, it looked a little bit a little bit more like less polygonal, like that was very kind of just kind of like moving shapes. This is more like detailed, like pixel, individual pixel art. More like scum engine kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, so that game is great. Um, the thing I picked up, the thing that I was originally talking about, Call of Juarez, uh, is a, uh, it's also a first-person shooter. It is, um, I think it's part of a series, but I don't know. I'm not familiar with the Call of Juarez series. Um, but, uh, you, uh, you play as a dude who's, who, so the interesting, the thing that I liked the most about it was its storytelling, which is, uh, the game starts out, you're a dude and you walk into a bar and, uh, you sit down and there's a table full of people who are, uh, part of, in this, you know, saloon. And, uh, so there's like an old guy, a young kid who's been, you know, reading up, on some of the dime novels and stuff. And then, you know, uh, the, uh, I don't know if she's just, uh, uh, I don't know if she's like the madam or what of the cat house that is, you know, typically upstairs in a saloon, but uh, I don't know if she's like higher up in the food chain or if she's just like one of the prostitutes. She's a whore. Okay. Maybe. Well, I don't know if she is or not. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I don't know if she's the pimp or, or whatever. Uh, so, so they're all listening to you tell this story. And the interesting thing is you'll, uh, like as you play through each of these, each of these levels, it is a retelling of your experience in that time. So, uh, and then the interesting stuff comes in when, um, other people around the table have, uh, interject their own perspective on the history of that t- story. So you'll like retell, you know, chasing down famous gang members like uh, the Wild Bunch or you know Jesse James or those kinds of people. And um, and and they will interject with like, oh, that's not how it happened. You know, these guys stepped in or whatever. And or I thought it was, you know, I thought it was uh, fall instead of winter or that kind of thing. And so your environment, like, dynamically changes based on what these people say about how things are. Like, it's all scripted, you know, but it's not like um, you can have 
it's not like you have this just like random interjection of stuff based on how you're playing it. It's all kind of like go, going through the paces of the of the level. But it was cool to see that sort of um, stuff thought of and like a retelling, like that people could like interject with the fiction that's being told. And it alters the reality of the game as you're yeah, playing it. Yeah, it changes, like, what you're doing. And it'll even, like, have you play through a section, like, a couple of times, like, the same section of map, but, like, you know, play it in different ways um, because, uh, you know, because of what's somebody said. Like, oh, you know, like, the so it'll be, like, the guy says, like, you know, the stories say that I did blah, 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 and I, you know fought these guys, but that's not what really happened. And then they'll like rewind that and you'll play through like what really happened. So it's pretty cool. Um, the only, only real complaint I have. Oh, so the other thing is you kind of have a level up sort of system. You have skill trees of sorts, um, based on how you want to, uh, play your character. I say it's based on how you want to play your character. You can, uh, there's like a, actually like a new game plus on top of this that lets you like play through with, all of the stuff you earned, but I I managed to fill out most of all of the trees. I got to the end of every tree, uh, it, but there's different paths, so I didn't like get a skill and point in every single dot on these things. But uh, but uh, without doing a lot of, I, I guess you can't necessarily do any kind of grinding or anything. But without doing any kind of like uh, maximizing my level up stuff, I, I managed to fill out all the skill trees. But there is kind of like an RPG sort of a element to it, not as like sophisticated as like a Borderlands or something, but um, still still pretty interesting. And yeah, so the only th the only complaint I have about the game is that they have this dual system at the end of most maps where you get into like a like a, a standoff with somebody and the way they have it set up is there's like a circle that slowly like zooms in on somebody and then the, there's your hand that's hovering over your gun and there's these two different percentage values and i'm pretty sure it was made for controllers because you're i suspect you're supposed to use like the left stick to control your hand and the right stick to control the circle and you have to keep the circle over the guy as it like builds up, and you have to keep the left hand or your hand, the left stick moving your right hand over the gun to build up another number, and then at a time, at some point in time, uh, the guy, your enemy, will like draw his gun, and you've got to draw your gun faster and and shoot him. You can't just shoot him right away. You can sh well. I don't know if you can shoot him right away, like because that's probably the first thing I would try. So I'm just I'm just going to immediately fire at you and and uh, just kill you because i'm going to just shoot first yeah like the the only problem with that might be that you're you're like so the right the circle is like your aim like your focus and then the the hand movement thing is the speed the, mm -hmm. the draw speed so the only problem with that is you might be like really slow and really like inaccurate as far as like where you hit so you, your crosshair would be like twice the size of the guy or something so um so that's why you have to wait for those meters to build is so you can actually like aim where you're shooting and pull your gun faster than he pulls his gun. Ugh. Yeah, it's the worst thing about that game. And 
And there's some like later standoffs where you have to like do other things on top of that, like play the piano. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, but it's painful. And and that that process for those meters to build up takes so long. So if you fail and you have to do it again, it's like, no, I got to do this again. I got to do this painful process again. Like this is not fun. It's like something that was the idea was to like try and build attention, but it's. But it's really just boring in practice. Yeah, it's just tedious. Mm. So, other than that, worth the 75 cents I spent on it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just literally 75 cents? Out of pocket, that's how much I spent. Because I had, uh, it was on sale for like 350 And after selling all of my Steam summer sale trading cards that, I've been, that I'd been getting for like voting and stuff, I had like like over $2 in my wallet because people pay me money <laughs> for those stupid trading cards. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, give me your money. I'll put that towards a game. And so that's what I did. And then I paid 75 cents for that game. Gotcha. I, uh, well, I spent $20 because I didn't do any of that voting crap. I wasn't really paying attention at all. I logged in the very last day of the Steam sale. And wait for the last day, like, here were all the best sales anyway. So. I, I guess, because I spent $20 and I got uh, Arkham Origins, mm. uh, Dragon Age Origins, and Tomb Raider Origins. Not really, not really Origins, just Tomb Raider, which I guess is, it's like the reboot, it's not the, yeah, one of the many old Tomb Raiders. So I got all three of those for 20 bucks, which I thought was pretty cool, and because I think probably originally would have been like $120 if you got them when they first came out. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say Batman Arkham Origins for $20 is not a good deal. Um, but if you got all three of those for 20 then yeah, at least Tomb Raider and um, Dragon Age are worth $20. You should probably play Batman uh, first because it's the worst out of that group and if you play Tomb Raider you'll you'll when I played to the new Tomb Raider I kept feeling like man this game takes a lot of like traversal stuff um like I feel like I want to just play Batman um and so like oddly enough like after I finished Tomb Raider I just installed Arkham City and played through that again so so Arkham Origins not as good as Arkham City no it's really uh buggy and uh, the story is really dumb, uh, and uh, they throw away a lot of characters. Like, they just introduce them and throw them away. Um, and I hope that I get to ba- battle Calendar Man. He's, <laughs> he's, he's the one. I've been... Keep seeing him cameos in those other ones. I'm like, man... I'll bet a duel with him is really interesting. <laughs> Can we do it on a Monday? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so, no, there's no Calendar Man. I don't think he's even in that anywhere. I don't think he, they even reference him. For some reason, I just imagine someone like misreading his name as Calendar Man and thinking it's some guy that's just walking around with this thing to drain spaghetti on top of his head. Uh-huh. But... <laughs> and, He's, like, really into conspiracy theories and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, Orig- Arkham Origins, uh, rough, real rough. 
So you got any other any stories? So that's steam sales. It's over. <laughs> don't have to worry about that again until winter whenever they got all the crazy Christmas stuff coming. Yeah, hopefully by that point uh, there'll be a game I want to buy. Oh, I did buy Kingdoms of Amalur, The Reckoning or something. That's too many words. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I heard it's fun. Okay. We'll see. I think that's the game that 38 Studios made. That's I, Yeah, I want to say that's the game that this company, 38 Studios, made. And now they're in uh, legal proceedings with the state of Rhode Island. Um, because they went bankrupt, but also took a bunch of money from Rhode Island's state government. That's like grants. That's interesting. Yeah. I would like to read up more on what the heck is going on with that, because I don't really know. Right. Yeah. What do you got? What do I got? <laughs> <laughs> so, eSports. Yeah. I, I know, it's hard to get excited about eSports. But... eSports! <laughs> I, I don't really like watching regular sports, and that's watching somebody do something that I really, really can't do. And then eSports is watching someone play a video game, which... Okay, granted, I can't do as well, but I mean, I can still win a video game, so I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not into it. Man, look at those Korean kids. They sure are clicking that mouse really fast. Oh, that just makes me crazy. I don't even want to hear all those clicks. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, and just that cursor is just <laughs> going around like all crazy. There's Daijo. What do you think he's going to do? I think he's going to click the mouse really fast. <laughs> His action per second's through the roof. Yes. I don't know what commentating for those things are like, but I imagine I got pretty close. Sure, I'm sure. That's yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, so I saw some interesting things about, uh, was it IESF? I don't even know what that stands for, but it's... International E-Sport e Federation. Federation. Okay. Sure, we'll make that up. That's what it is. It works. Yes, it fits. So that's the crossword puzzle solution mm -hmm. to that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, some controversy because they uh, were trying... The claim was that they were trying to gain legitimacy as a real sport. Um, and as a result, they were doing... Uh, with their competitions, they were saying only men can join this competition. Like... One of the, I think the one that got the most attention was the uh, was the Hearthstone tournament because uh, this there was a tournament in uh, in Finland or somewhere one of one of those countries up there that uh, one of the fingers yes one of the fingers yes uh, where one of the rules for entry was that you had to be a male and there was kind of a lot of people upset like why do you have to be a man to enter this tournament did, and it was they, because whoever won that tournament would then qualify to go to this other esports tournament which had a male division and a female division but they didn't have a female hearthstone game they had there was like two there was like starcraft and some fighting game that the men that wasn't in the men's division that women could play and then there was all these other different games that the men's division could play and the claim was that they separated them out into men's and women's tournaments in order to be considered more legitimate as a sport because I guess there's like men's soccer and women's soccer and 
men's yeah. basketball and women's basketball. But then pretty, pretty much every physical uh, physical activity sport is broken into broken up by gender. Right. But everyone says, and I kind of agree that it's sort of stupid to make a video game like Hearthstone into a male and female uh, brackets, I guess, or leagues or whatever. I don't really see the point. <clears throat> they they also tried to go into, oh, there's men's and women's chess, except that women have competed in men's chess tournaments. And, I mean, there's other things they... Like racing, right? Like there's a female NASCAR driver, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's like machine operating. It's I mean, there's not like really what's the what's the advantage? It's either claiming that women or or men are better than the other at one of these games. It seems like what what they're trying to say. Like I don't I don't know. I, like I wonder if they're even trying to say anything, or if they're just like doing something that is um if they're just doing something without even like thinking about why it's done in other arenas you know if they're just if they're just looking at the precedent of well every other competition in the world you know with the exception of chess and nascar which you know i don't know but if they're like if we're calling ourselves a sport we have to break it down by gender for some reason. And then they're like, well, okay, let's just do that. And they're not even considering like why they should, what outside of, outside of the precedent, like why should they do that? That's idiotic. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, why would you, why would you jump to that first? I mean, you're, that to me is stupid. Right. That seems very short-sighted that like they can't even put, that much thought into this they're going to try and make this whole sports gaming league and the thought that they come across as well they have a women's soccer team so we have to split them into genders like yeah i don't even think for a second like wait a minute is this a stupid idea yeah i i would imagine that they aren't thinking like is this a stupid idea <laughs> i don't know i see that a lot with like corporate decisions though is this like they don't think is this a dumb idea they just think this is how other people do it. Let's do it this way. Um, so I don't know. Like, I don't... Yeah. And I, I'm sure, like, people now attacking them for being stupid, they're trying to figure out some way to either legitimize it through something or backpedal on it without looking like complete fools. So, I mean, that's kind of the situation that they're in. Like, they, they make they make a decision that, like, I guess in a boardroom or something sounds good, and they don't actually like think of the consequences and then they have to deal with the public, you know, public reaction. And right. it's like, Oh, well, Oh, right. You, you're right. It, this is a game that is just sitting on your ass and clicking a mouse. <laughs> like gender has nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, but I mean, I guess it just, it's some of that. Sometimes that stuff is just bizarre to me. Like all, all sorts of things that happen that way where you've, you know, like some kind of like management or board has makes some crazy decision, and then they bring it out and pitch it to people, and you, you hear what they're saying, and you start and you ask yourself like, did you ask any like normal human about this idea before you decided to like put this much effort into it? 
Like, I remember, like, what was it? The the Microsoft Xbox whole, like, uh, DMA stuff that they were going to do with the Xbox One. DRM? DRM, yes. I don't know. I forget my... Dance DDR, I don't know. It's my, <laughs> oh, the like. Let's my, not let's not let people use uh, use games. Right. Yeah. Again, like, did they even go ask one human that didn't work there? Hey, what do you think about this? Doesn't that seem like a cool idea? And uh, I don't know. I don't even understand. Well, from a business standpoint, that makes a lot of sense for them. And I, there was there was some talk about like, well, with these new consoles coming out, uh, are you know are, are people going to are are these are these companies going to release consoles that require some sort of online activation or something for all of their software, mm-hmm. or uh, or are they just going to like maintain the status quo of like you can do whatever? And Microsoft was the first one to come out and say like. Hey, we're doing this. We're doing this thing where you, you know, uh, single player games or all of our games require online activation. Uh, and everyone was like, nope, we don't want that. And Sony <laughs> had the ch- opportunity to go, we're That's not, what? we don't. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that at all, you yeah. know. Um, and I know there's been some talk about like, did they even have enough time to backtrack? Like, did Sony have that on the shelf as like, well, maybe if, maybe depending on how the reaction, like we can do this or whatever. But honestly, I don't know that that's, that that's the biggest deal because they've, they've tried to position themselves so much, at least with like the PS plus stuff. And like, here's a bunch of games you can get, you know, uh, you can just download if you have the PlayStation plus account. It's totally tied to your to your online account. You can't trade this stuff in. You can't, you know, resell any of the downloadable stuff. And that's why they're I think they're like leaning on like day one downloads for software so much is so that they can kind of get most people used to the idea of just not buying discs for things. So that if they do enforce, uh, oh, everything has to be activated online now, like everybody nobody cares anymore. You know, because nobody nobody really does it. You know, well, fewer people do it. But because if you get a if you you know if you if you get a lot of goodwill of just like offering quote unquote free games through your through your online service that's tied to your online account, then people are going to want to have access to that library. And people don't want to give that up. And then if you like slowly kind of wean them off of discs, then then you're in more of a Steam sort of, you know, online distribution sort of scenario. So I think maybe, you know, kind of like Microsoft's attempt at cutting the cord on DRM was was too harsh of a, of a solution, and Sony's, like, um, teasing of downloadable content is more of a, a an interim solution. Well, I mean, it seems like a lot of the times the solution now is to just give you about half a game on a disc, and then you have to go spend another $50 in downloadable content to get the rest of the game. Do you have a game in mind that you're thinking of for that? Because I don't know. Maybe I just don't buy those games? I, I don't know. Well, 
sometimes they like the Dragon's Dogma game you got me. There was like the Dark Arisen thing that came out afterwards, which added about that much more gameplay time. Yeah, but I game. but I got that like both sections of that for you like new for like forty dollars altogether. And I, I don't think you can download the deal. I don't think that's DLC. Like I don't think I can download that separately. I think I have to buy that version of the game. Well, that's even worse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that sounds bad when I say it like that, but that makes yeah. no sense. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. So um, all yeah. I know is when I look at the Steam sales and I go to try and find a game to buy, there's the game. And then there's some other version of the game, and then there's some unlimited pack, and then there's some other... There's, like, ten other things that aren't the game that add up to about the price of the game. Yeah. I'll see that on some things, but I don't know. Yeah, the sad thing is most of those little add-ons on things, like, they're just... They're not... Like, they can't be very critical, and so they're usually pretty tacked on and useless. Right, and then I have to go read all of them, and it's like, okay, well, this gives me one outfit. I don't care. This one gives me one gun that's slightly more of another gun. I don't care. This yeah. one gives me a level. Hold on. Ugh, it's probably not worth it. No. <laughs> this one gives me another level. Oh, it's a training arena. Okay. This no, one gives okay. me level. Oh, it's a multiplayer deathmatch level. I don't want to play that. Mm -hmm. No. This one gives me 30 challenge missions. I don't like the challenge missions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of gender bias, I was reading an article uh, earlier. I was talking about a... And I didn't get through the whole article, so this could be just a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> I didn't read the whole thing. At the end they said, by the way, this is all just a big joke. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, but there was a, an article about a uh, girls-only video game camp at some university in Illinois. And... What, what's the age group? It seemed like high schoolers or something. Okay. Cause, so the, the camp is at a college, obviously, since they said it was a university, but... Um, I didn't quite get the age range. In the photo, it looked like young teens, like pre, you know, certainly pre-college. Game tweens? Possibly. Yeah, possibly game tweens. Um, and and it's the article said that this was their third year to have it and that they had, like, nine students total, which to me sounds, like, really small. But I also... Question. So the, the, they were proposing this as like, you know, hey, you know, you don't have to be in, a, in, a, in, an, in, a, in an industry like the game industry, which is uh, increasingly like shunning women or like being, you know, a, 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 you know, turning women away or something. Or increasingly being, turning. I don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. I, don't, I have to reread re re the article. But basically something that like is is very like anti, you know, women are very misogynistic or well, something. Well, I think there's the expectation that it is. I don't think that's... I think that's different from reality, but go on. Well, I think also that we've had different experiences than a vocal, you know, group of women 
who work in the industry. Because, uh, like, you know, clearly, clearly I don't, you know, have a bunch of men, like, coming up to me at trade shows and, like, trying to give me the business or something, but... <laughs> give you the business. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that a you? What is that a euphemism for? Uh, you know, just like not, not leaving me alone and like being really lewd and stuff. Like that's that's the kind of stuff that I read in these you know, tweets and whatnot about um, women being harassed in the work environment and stuff. But so anyway, um, all that all that aside, like there's this you know group of of. Um, this is camp for girls that is trying to encourage girls to get be you know game makers and that they don't have to like the one phrase that i uh, that i was kind of irritated with was you don't have to have permission to make games and so so i don't know i don't, i don't know again like like last time i'm not i'm not a a woman i don't have the same perspective mhm I I work with a number of women where I do work. And you're always trying to give them the business. No. <laughs> no, no. But the and and certainly maybe, you know, our company could be much different than the average company, but everybody like the the women in those positions are like in very like high um high priority positions um like you know the other people who like the other people the other men who are like you know hierarchically above them well those are the people who made the company you know so mm-hmm. okay but you know stuff like you know we had a female art director and we had you know are produced like our art producers and most most mostly are are female some of our best artists are women you know so but I, but I have a question for you how many female programmers are there um two, two out of three? probably lots out of probably like 20 yeah so that's that is the one thing i have noticed is uh very few female programmers and that maybe Part, uh, I think that's part of the entire society's kind of thing, which is interesting because computer programming used to be a woman's job originally um, back in the time of punch card computers and stuff because it was it was kind of almost considered secretarial work because you're just sitting at a at a at a terminal typing and that sort of thing and so the first a lot of the first uh, programmers and computer, you know, people in that field were all women. Um, I think the term debugging came from a, was coined by a woman. Um, but interestingly, somehow that changed, uh, probably just as computers became more, you know, more main, more mainstream in their use. And I don't know. It's possibly part of it just because it's, it's like one of those math and science type of fields and women feel like they can't be there or there's that there's always that kind of stigma that that's not a woman's place. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's another thing this article brought up was some sort of uh, there wasn't like a statistic or anything. It was just anecdotal that um, 
that professors or teachers in high school and stuff would um, give more attention to the male students than the female students mm-hmm. in like science or math classes or something. Um, but regardless, I don't see the benefit outside of like just the general encouragement to like make video games. I don't see the benefit of separating girls from boys in that situation. I feel like it's more of a detriment to both genders that they're separated. I think the way you need to look at it is if they make a female only course, it's not, I mean like it's a camp or or whatever. Make a female, like if they make something for, for girls, then it is kind of a, I think it is just a way of saying, Hey, by the way, you guys can do this. Don't, because I, I think because you are like a white male, it's hard to be, put yourself in that perspective of, of being in a position where society thinks there's something that you can't do. Right. Right. So I think if there are places like that, you know, there are, you know, events like that, that say, Hey, by the way, this is for you. It's not saying it's, you know, no boys allowed or, you know, it's not like some kind of a, you know, like that kind of thing, but it's, it's more of just a way of making it more clear that, Hey, this is something that you can do. And, I don't know. Part of it, too, is, you know, if it is a camp about making video games and <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> just given given the experience I had in college, there was a little bit of that kind of, you know, attitude. And yeah. And and that's <laughs> part of why I think they should be forced to work together, because I think as a society, we should get boys to not do that. To not have that reaction, to mm-hmm. not be, and to not be like misogynistic, like, oh, there's a girl in this group. I have to, I have to figure out how to, you know, how, how, how can I kiss her? Ah! <laughs> you know, like we need to like get young boys, especially like teens to not, like, not be such like so stupid about <laughs> girls and to respect them and to know that they can do things possibly better than they can, you know, like we need to have that interaction happen and not segregate them into their own. This is like, to me, this feels like the, the, the reverse of, of the esports thing where you're like, you know, in that where they're like arbitrarily saying like, okay, we're segregating the genders because it's stupid and because other other sports do it for some arbitrary reason of like, maybe they can't compete on the same level here. I think we need to make them work together so that they learn how to work together, you know, like, and I I don't, I don't think you're ever going to make teenage boys less stupid. I think that's a I think everybody who's a teenager is stupid. Like that's just that's just science. That's just biology. There, like you're gonna be dumb when you're a teenager. But I mean, yeah. But if you can, if you I, can, I, I think that's a really hard thing to take out of the equation. And and yeah, I mean, I think having letting girls have a place where they don't have to deal with regular high school crap. And I mean, you remember high school? It's a pain in the ass. Like. Let's let's try and take one thing out of the equation that'll make this less high school bullshit. And here now you can go have a fun time, 
playing video, like making video games. And it kind of puts a focus on things because it takes out some of the other bullshit. If I was going to remove anything from high school, it would be everybody. <laughs> I didn't like anybody in high school. Well, I liked like a handful of people, but like if I was going to go to a camp or something <coughs> to make video games, I wouldn't want anybody from high school there, really. <laughs> I mean, maybe like maybe two or three people, but maybe that's why it's only nine people. I don't know. Like, you know, but yeah, like, no, the, the problem with high school was that you had high school students in it. It wasn't, you know, to me, it wasn't a matter of like, I guess I'm sure for other for other people like the whole like gender um, interaction stuff was more problematic or something. I don't know how to phrase that. I don't know. For a long time, I just wanted to be a robot. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like but, I don't know. I <laughs> but, I'm the last person that can answer that question accurately. But. uh <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I don't know. I I think there's I think there's value in in shaping, and maybe you need to get them get them in there earlier. Like maybe you need to get kids pre puberty to to in a video game camp kind of like that to work together with you know boys and girls so that when they get to that point they're already kind of like pre shaped to be less dumb about working together or they don't have any kind of high school baggage like that they're bringing in. I don't know. I, but I, yeah, I, I just think if we, if we, you know, if you're, if you kind of, if you do separate them and like create this safe space for them, like that's, that, that's good in that it encourages them to actually be involved. But I think the, the, the problem comes whenever they have to mix back in with the rest. And it's then they're just summer camp. With... It's not like they're spending like, you know, 18 years in a women's only boarding school or something. I think they'll yeah, probably I, integrate I, fine. I don't, maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe I'm taking this too much out of the, I, I just, it looked, I read that as more of a larger, like systematic way of dealing with the situation, which was to, to decide to segregate them so that they could actually be productive and not be harassed or something or not be talked down to or like driven away from, from the thing. And, and what I wanted, what I would like to see is people actually like being able to get together and get along and well, make good things. <laughs> I think, I, but I mean, I think for that to happen, people have to realize that the opportunity is there for everyone. And, if you don't call out the minority that isn't involved, then they're not going to realize they're not going to realize that that opportunity exists. It is kind of a it's kind of screwed up. It's kind of a screwed up situation. We can say all we want, yes, boys and girls can do whatever they want, but in reality, like society tends to expect you know different things from from them. And so if you want somebody to break out of that system, you've got to go do some kind of extra step, like have this event that says, okay, only girls can come to this. That means we will actually get girls to come to it. If it was 
an open to everyone kind of thing, then there may not be any girls. There may only be one girl instead of nine that mm. come to it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I guess again, I, it's hard to. It's hard to sit in this position. Like, it's hard to be just a white guy and try to understand what other people go through and like why other things, why they, why people do what they do for these other things. I don't know. I wish I had some way to get a better perspective. I mean, I know a couple of people that could make you look like a pretty woman if you want to dress like a pretty lady. I don't want to shave. <laughs> it's too much work. <laughs> it's too much work. You'd never, I don't think you could ever walk in the heels anyway, so it's probably. Yeah, my ankles are too f- flimsy. <laughs> like, I, I roll my ankles almost every time I go to play basketball, so if, yeah, if I wore heels, mm-hmm. I think I would just, like, I would think I would break everything. Yeah. It's tough, tough work being a woman. Yeah. I have to wear flats. I have to, like, be one of those girls who wears the, the Converse shoes or something. Mm-hmm. Even though those things are awful. I don't know how people wear those. <laughs> when I wore those, like, you, you got some for the, the Bill, and Bill and Ted, Ted costume. Yes. Did they just, like, ruin your feet every time you wore them? They were surprisingly really uncomfortable, yes, I will admit. Yeah, like, I everybody walks around with them, and they're just like, oh, no, they're the, greatest, they're the best shoes. I love them. And I'm like, How? How long did you have to wear these before they like became something you want to put on your feet? Or and and do the shoes break in or do the shoes break your feet? <laughs> Maybe that's what it, your like, your feet collapse yeah. into the shoe and then that's the only one that will fit you anymore. Yeah, and so then you're like I can't go back to regular shoes because regular shoes I'm going to try to chip my foot back into the shape of a foot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I would, like, I can't, I don't understand why, because they, they're not, like, the best-looking shoes. They're uncomfortable on the outset. You have to work, apparently, like, because I was looking up on the internet, because I was like, clearly I bought the wrong size shoe or something, even though the girl at the store was helping me get these shoes. Like, <laughs> they have to be the wrong size. They have to, there's something wrong with these shoes, because they hurt so much whenever I wear them. And I'm looking online, and it's like, Oh no, you gotta, you, you know, if you don't break them in for like three weeks or something, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna hurt your feet. You gotta wear like double socks and like do all this other business to like get the shoes to where you can wear them. And oh I'm my like, gosh, this is so why much work. Would, why would anyone want these shoes? <laughs> why? I, I buy shoes, regular shoes, like the two shoes that I'm wearing now, I buy them first. Well, okay, I buy them first because they don't look stupid. But then when I put my feet in them, I'm like, okay, these real, really good. And I like walking around in them. I put them on, I walk around the store a little bit, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want to wear these shoes for the rest of the day. Yeah, I don't have to do some kind of P90 shoe bullshit to, like, get my shoes to not attack me every time I put them on my body. Yeah, and Ugh. for what? Like, why would you... They're, yeah, they're just not... <laughs> Good. Whole, I don't like, understand this it. whole like regimen to like get your shoes to be even remotely comfortable. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like the shoes should feel good when you start to wear them. 
not they, like, like a month later. It's can't, like, okay, can't they finally. pay like the little brown people that sew these shoes together to like wear them for those three weeks and break them in for us? We just yeah. Get, like, like well, it's a broken in version of the shoe. Yeah, I think that'd be a win-win. Like you get, you know, you get the little Malaysian children. They have new shoes. They get to wear new every shoes every all the day. time. They've yes. always got new shoes. Now they destroy their feet. So, you know, by the age, by, you know, age 15 or whatever, they can't make new shoes anymore. They have to make other things like shirts, but, uh, because their feet are just dead to them and they're just, they're just withered, yeah, withered just, and broken. They look like duck feet at that point. They're just this big flat. Yeah. Weird shape. A, a wasteland of, of broken feet. Yeah. is Malaysia. So, but then we would have shoes that like you put them on and theoretically they feel great. You know, that's what I hear. I don't know. Maybe I just need to put somebody else's shoes, like somebody else's Converse on, put them on my feet that are already broken it, and then then I can be the judge. Yeah. Although I don't know, I, I, I doubt there's any child in Malaysia that has feet the same size as me, so it'd probably be hard for me to get one. It'd be kind of a rare find. Mm. The giant, the giant child. Yes, a giant child with his with his massive feet. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. You got any other got any other news? Um. Not really. Kind of okay. burned through that stuff. Well, okay. So we'll go back to Transformers. Okay. Because okay, terrible movie. Wait. Yes. Terrible yes. movies. Okay. Yes. Uh, but there is a Transformers game mm-hmm. that is in beta now. It's the Transformers universe, which I was kind of a little excited about because I really thought it was going to be like an MMO. I thought it was a like RPG where you could, you know, do cool Spec custom out Transformers your stuff. Yeah. Have a Transformer character creator where you're like, I want to turn into a mongoose. Exactly. I want to be the triple changer. That goes from no from from being, uh, you know, a duck, and then I turn into a robot, and then the other thing I turn into is a pair of nunchucks, you know, and I'd be called Duck Chuck, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's not that at all. It's a is apparently is calling itself a MOBA. Yes. Which is. Multiplayer online battle arena. Yes, but it's uh, which I hate that name because <laughs> I I get what they're trying to say, but I was thinking about it earlier, listening to a different podcast that was also talking about mobas. And multiplayer online battle arena is like every multiplayer competitive game besides a fighter. Well, even then, it's kind of an arena. Yeah. Like, that's just every multiplayer online game. Right, but it's, I guess because it's, they, they can't say multiplayer isometric battle arena because some of them aren't, because Transformers is actually a third-person, over-the-shoulder, mostly shooter, kind of. Yeah. So does it look kind of like the more recent uh, Battle of Cybertron games? I guess. I mean, you like... Go into vehicle mode and you drive around pointlessly for a long time and then you transform and then you just shoot and shoot and shoot and transform back into a vehicle and drive around. Mm-hmm. That's, 
I, I haven't actually played it, but I've seen it played, and that's about all I've seen is transform into a vehicle and drive around, and then you transform into a not into a robot, and then you shoot. And it's just kind of uh, because I really wanted to be like a Soundwave character, where I could like summon a bunch of little dudes out of my chest to go take take care of business for me. Yeah, and then turn into a tape deck. Yeah, and I just play jams while they're kicking butt. That's your slash dance, is you just turn into a, you just turn turn into into a, a boombox. Yeah, there's like so many, see, again, there's so many like awesome things that they could have done if it, had just, if it had been like an MMO or something, but no, it's not. Um, I don't like the idea of a Transformers MMO. Is it because you don't like the idea of MMOs in general? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think we talked about is. this there in... Is. And our discussions of um, the Elder Scrolls Online. Right, but you're kind of... Well, you never really got into the MMOs, except for maybe City of Heroes. Yeah, and I think I was mostly into City of Heroes because for of the, the character creation stuff and setting up you know, elaborate backstories for our ridiculous characters. Okay, uh, but nothing beat my, my Oompa Loompa, which even had the Oompa Loompa song written for it. Yeah, the Oompa Loompa was really good, and his power set made sense um i think uh i i think i liked uh space mummy mm-hmm. more because it was just it was more original and random yeah okay and we got to use the it came from planet egypt uh yes. thing finally but yeah that's probably why Although it didn't make sense that he used fire powers, because mummies, I don't think, like fire. No, that's Frankenstein's is not like fire. Right. It's different. Okay. But yeah, yeah, my disdain for MMOs generally comes from it being really boring and, like, the quest design, like, not being interesting and the combat being very dull. But there's certain types that you like, like the action ones. Like, I mean, you like Vindictus, right? Yeah, that was fine for uh, for a few weeks. I played that quite a bit because it was actually like uh, the combat was actually something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But then, like there was like this, I don't remember what the story was, and they like that that brought up another problem of MMOs where you basically just have to run the same thing over and over and over again uh, in order to like do anything like i i think mmos are trying to pull away from running the same uh tiered boss repeatedly well so i can i mean i don't know i haven't gotten into like in-game content with elder scrolls and i probably never will because that's just not the way i roll but i never got to in-game stuff in any mmo yeah i've never have either i I hear that's where the fun is though whatever i just can't even get i can't even bring myself to play it that much to get that far like I think I, you know, what was it like when I don't even know what the hell crazy level cap that they've got uh, World of Warcraft to at this point. But I don't think I ever got one above 20. And yeah, I got to about 25 or something in my 14 day trial or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And when I was playing it out. I'm like, how? And I got to get to level 60 or possibly 80 now because I haven't paid attention to all the patches. And, and I was, yeah, I was just kind of, uh, and that, but again, that was one where it was like, 
walk up to a question mark and click until you can walk away and then go click on the other things. Yeah. I, I did not read or pay attention to the story at all in that game. And even if I had gotten to some of the in-game content, I probably wouldn't have known who the characters were to care about what was happening. I don't know that the in-game stuff is about... I mean, it, I don't think it's about story. I think it's about just... Well, running, running the running the end bosses. There's the, I think that's there's the thing. The illusion. There's at least the presentation that there's supposed to be characters and some kind of story you can follow, but I never really noticed. I never got to it. I never played with a with any of my friends who were playing with them. I like I never played with any of them that read anything. Like the people I ended up playing with was like. All right, so, you know, um, the best, we're level 20-something. The best thing to do right now to level up is to do this one thing, and we're going to do this one thing over and over again, and then we're going to spend five hours standing in Iron Forge while I do stuff in the market, and I am and, and I stand there because I don't have anything to do there because I don't craft and I don't buy anything, and I just walk away. Yeah. And But I'm logged in. Because I, at some point, I think maybe we'll play this game again, but gah. Yeah. That's why I'm also against marketplaces <laughs> and loot. Uh, well, see, it seems like you would even like Elder Scrolls even more because it doesn't really have a marketplace. It's almost impossible to buy or sell anything. <laughs> but it has an auction house, right? No. Oh, really? No. The only way to do any kind of buying or selling is to join a guild of some huge fuck-all amount of people. And then you can have access to a guild store. But it's only with, like, those people, which is a max of 500. Where, when you say a max of 500, a max of 500 people? In a guild, yes. Okay. And you can join up to five guilds. But, yeah. So I do almost very, I, I do almost no buying and selling. Okay. Yeah, whenever they introduced that stuff into City of Heroes, I was like, well, it's all downhill. <laughs> Guild store, ah, shit. Guild store. Crafting. God. Why? <laughs> How would you do that? I like crafting, but I prefer it to have be something kind of interesting rather than just kill monsters till you find stuff and then <laughs> well, click a button. Walk around and hit E enough on things to pick them up, and then you use 17 of those things to make one thing that's a piece to your recipe that you've leveled up enough to make. Boy, that stuff. That's a blast. I just want to punch people in the face or something. That's why I like City of Heroes. <laughs> just let me just get to the face punching. Yeah. The only equipment in that game was, like, things to increase your killing power. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, take that. Right. And that's why I was looking forward to, like, The Division... Have you seen anything for that? No. I'm not, I'm looking for less forward to it now because it's it's an Ubisoft game, and I've already I've been burned on an Ubisoft game this year. So, uh, but the idea with the division is seems kind of uh, like a co-op third-person shooter sort of thing where you can team up. Uh, you can go solo, but you can team up with a group and kind of walk around. I don't know if post-apocalyptic is the word, but it's definitely like post-destroyed like uh, cityscape. It looks kind of like New York or something. And then you... It could just be Detroit. 
<laughs> current day Detroit is what you walk around in. Okay. And uh, yes. um, so, uh, yeah, so I think the idea is that you can, like, um, take your party and, like, wander around this environment and kind of come come upon other people playing the game. And so it's while it's not former, formally an MMO, you can still interact with a massive amount of people who are also playing. Who, like, may or may not be foes. Mm-hmm. So... That's the that's the pitch anyway. That's what I got from their like stage demo stuff at E3 last year, which they didn't have a stage demo this year. They had a cinematic trailer that was pre-rendered, which made me feel less comfortable being excited for the game. Cuz if you have if you have a demo that's a that's a, you know, like a played demo one year and then the next year you follow it up with not gameplay not more gameplay that's that seems like trouble yeah that's dangerous that's not a so the idea of the division i like what they're actually making it now i'm worried <laughs> because it seems like it's not going to be any good <laughs> hmm <laughs> which is also oh have you seen anything about destiny no have you heard anything about destiny no do you remember Halo? The video game? Yes. Yes. The video game series named Halo? Yes, I'm familiar with it. I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, In passing. So the, the company that made Halo originally, uh, Bungie, uh, has worked on a new game that's not Halo. They called it Destiny. And what I think is... So they showed some stuff early on, and it was like, it's a co-op shooter. And you walk around, and you collect loot and stuff. And so a lot of people were like, oh, so it's like Borderlands. No! And they were like, yeah, we got a lot of ideas for Borderlands in an interview. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Is that what they said said like that? Like, it's just a... So uh, there was an alpha recently for that game, and people played it. And the people who are covering the alpha, because I never, I didn't play the alpha, although I probably could have, but the people who are covering it were like, wow, this really clears up a lot of what this game is, because I was really confused. A lot of people were comparing it to Borderlands before, and like just kind of like coming to that conclusion that it was just going to be like a new kind of Borderlands and somebody was like, so what's it like? And they're like, kind of like Borderlands. <laughs> wow, thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what was the mystery? Like, there was no veil of mystery. They were, it seemed pretty obvious to me that it was like, you're going to have these maps. You can play co-op multiplayer. You collect guns and stuff. Like, that. you have quests. You go on them, you know. So the game seems to be a combination of elements from halo and elements from borderlands and they made this game that's an mmo or something i don't understand what's the difference between what what is an element of halo that's not in borderlands well um the style of shooting and like how like how the guns feel that kind of stuff nope not well i didn't play halo so i have no idea right yeah i mean if you had played it maybe you'd have a better idea but 
um, it was funny, like one of my coworkers was talking to this kid that was playing the alpha and was like, so what do you think of this? Uh, what do you think of this new game? And the kid's like, well, eh, it feels a lot like Halo, but it's, you know, I don't like this new, this new character. And he was talking about this new character. There's a character they called Guilty Spark or something in one of the Halo games. That's this flying, um, cube or something. And he talks, and in um, Destiny, there's a flying cube that talks, <laughs> guides you through stuff. <laughs> hey, listen. Yeah. Instead of the flying sphere that talks. Right. Okay. Uh, so, no, he's voiced by Peter Dinklage. And, uh, I don't know who that is. You know, no, you do. You watch Game of Thrones. Okay, but I don't know who that is. He's uh, Tyrion. Okay. Yeah. So... Uh, they got this um, well-known actor to do this character in their game, and um, a lot of people complained about the voice acting. They think he phoned it in, and I wouldn't be surprised if he phoned it in. I would also. I would actually expect that he literally phoned it in, as in he was on a phone recording it because he was on the set of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he just got bad direction from the people doing the voiceover. I don't know. Well, I mean, it is, it is always kind of disappointing when you know someone like, okay, we know this person can act. Right. But then it's just shitty. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't understand, um, like a lot of actors don't get voiceover. Which is why we have, like, good voiceover actors who do voiceover for a living. Right, then, yeah, because, I mean, I've seen that, too. Like, a lot of, they'll get a bunch of big-name actors to do a Disney movie or some other DreamWorks friggin' cartoon or something, and they're just like, ugh, Ray Romano. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know. Yeah. Right, and it's like that. It's like Chris Rock going out on the stage for some award show and saying, like, voice acting's the easiest thing ever because I just get in front of a mic and I and I say my lines. And it's like, that's because you're not a voice actor. <laughs> you're barely an actor. You, you're paid to do your stand-up routine, which is just you telling jokes. And so whenever somebody hires you for Madagascar 7... They're paying you to just to do you, to read your line like you would read it. They're not asking you to act. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, ooh, pretty harsh blow to Chris Rock there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he felt it. Yeah, I'm sure. Right? He's, he's, he's like, oh, over, no, I'm going to take that one all the way to the bank. He's going to be all over your Twitter account. Just be like, what are you... Why are you talking bad about me now? Wow, he's bad-mouthing me for getting paid, like, $10 million to make a sequel to a terrible movie. It How really hurts my feelings. <laughs> I do not like to move it, move it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but then, you know, you've got people who are actually voice actors who, you know, they get four characters in a TV show and then they have to do a conversation between themselves in one take or something, you know? Right. 
And also be a flock of birds in the background. Right, right. If you get, like, Frank <laughs> Welker, you, yes, you have all of the penguins in a scene are Frank Welker. <laughs> yeah, and they all sound fantastic. Uh, and everybody, and the two people who listen to this podcast regularly are like, who's Frank Welker? Nibbler, that's all I got. Nibbler. Um, Freddy from Scooby-Doo. Mm. Um, the original Megatron. And, uh, yeah, pretty sure he did um, both or all three versions of Station for uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Because mm-hmm. if you if you listen to one of the smaller stations, he sounds like Nibbler. That's true. And if you listen to the bigger station, he sounds kind of like Dr. Claw. <laughs> Big Stripe Gadget. Yeah. Oh, Inspector Gadget. I don't know. Probably. Seriously, Inspector Gadget was like the worst detective ever. He was an inspector. Whatever. He's the worst inspector. He was terrible at his job. I I still didn't even understand how he became a gadget. Was it like a $6 million man kind of situation where he was in a horrible accident and they... I don't think there was ever a pilot like explaining the backstory of Inspector Gadget. I want to know what why. was his first name, and was his last name Gadget? It was actually he's actually French. It was Inspector Gadget, uh-huh. and we've just been pronouncing it wrong. Oh, okay. Michel Gadget. Yes, his, yes. His first name is Michel. It's Michel Gadget. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He is an inspector. Yes. I mean, it did kind of look like a. You know, the dude from Pink Panther. <laughs> what? Yeah. Inspector Clouseau. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. And how such a... So, yeah, they do just kind of hire, like, slapstick, bumbling people to be their inspectors. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have to have somebody like Penny. Was Penny's last name Gadget? Gadget? I don't know. I mean, she was his niece, right? Okay, so it could have just been anything. And what's up with that? Like, cartoon characters always have nieces and nephews. They never have children. Because I guess we just like to think of our cartoon characters as, like, pure virginal things that did not birth a child. Like, Scrooge McDuck and is Donald's uncle, but he, but Donald is also, like, Huey, Dewey, and Louie's uncle. Hmm. And, I mean... Yeah. Not a lot of, like... Well, biological children. Had... Darkwing Duck again. It's a niece, right? Or adopted? Uh, or yeah, something. she's adopted. Yeah, but again, like... but they show her dad. Oh yeah, he, but he was... dies in like the first episode, or her grandfather, or something. He wasn't even alive. He was dead. He was, from the, yeah, he was already from dead. the pilot. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the Flintstones. You had uh, like Fred and Wilma didn't have uh, pebbles at the beginning, did they? No, okay. Definitely, um... Okay, there. Barney, There's the Barney and, and, uh, Betty. But they, can, they, they, they adopt adopted Bam Bam, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think biological child, Pebbles. Pebbles, Flintstone is, like, one of the only ones that I can think no, of right now. No, but are you saying, like, like, they start off with no children and then gain children? Or, like, f- like, children are in the family? 
I'm saying because I, I think it has to be a a, uh, a the cast is the family for for um, two characters to have a child. I'm just saying the there's lots of child character like child cartoon characters just seem to never have fucking parents. That's what it is. Right. They've got uncles there's, and there's, all kinds of other like there's plenty guys. of like essentially sit like family sitcom cartoons like Simpsons and Family Guy and right, but those that, things. That but was, that came out in like the eighties and nineties. Like nineteen eighty nine, okay, we got that far. Like all those other ones, like nobody had any parents. Wait Puppet till your babies, father gets home. No parents. Do you remember that one? Which one? Wait till your father gets home. Uh, again, this is one of those terrible seventies <laughs> things. But <sighs> yeah, you just ruined my day just by mentioning that show. But yeah, like the so like for <laughs> I ruined your day with wait till your father gets home. Yes. But so again, you're saying like between the Flintstones and the Jetsons to the Simpsons, there was like who were the a distinct lack of parents. There were characters that were children, but lacked parents. Johnny Quest. Okay, but again, Haji. So fifty percent of them Look, still no Haji parents. was definitely uh, races uh, illegitimate son. <laughs> definitely was. Definitely. Okay. But like, think about like all those like teen mystery solving groups. Like, I don't yeah. know exactly sure well, how old they were, but they definitely never mentioned having parents. They're old enough to drive. They're old enough to live on their own. <laughs> they have some sort of steady in steady income to work from. I mean, they they are. A, how? What? Where do Shaggy and Velma make any money? I thought they solved mysteries for money. Did you ever see them get paid ever? No. They but drove around how in a afford... shitty van that broke down like every episode at a haunted house. Right. And then they would have to go or mooch out people there until they could get the thing working again. But they dress nice. Like, they're not dirty. Um, Freddy's not dirty. <laughs> Maybe he's got the job. Maybe he's like old money, and that's how they do it. Like, they just like, he got the gang together, and he's just like, what if we didn't have to work? It's the 60s. Yeah, and then I, you know he just, just took he bought the van, and then he got the group together. I feel like Daphne's parents are just so worried about her. Like she is obviously you run know, off. They've probably disowned her already. Like, I'm just like you no, know, they are looking for her. They have signs. She's on milk cartons in the small suburban town that she came from. Oh, they are looking for her. Nobody gives a shit about Velma. They're like, ugh, whatever. You can take her. So cool. that's the real mystery then. Where did Daphne? Where did the disappearance of Daphne? Yes, Daphne. Whatever, whatever last name is. Like they were on the news saying, "We just want you to come home," right. and she doesn't even know because she's off in a haunted house where the phone line's been cut again. Yeah, it's true. She thinks everything's okay, but that doesn't explain Jabberjaw. Wasn't that some kind of like undersea world? Was it? Well, there's a talking I, shark. They had to be in the water at some point. But I thought he walked on land. Yeah, a lot of things didn't make sense about Jabberjaw. Well, it kind of makes sense if it's in the same um, the same universe as both Speed Buggy 
And whatever that genie guy was that would say, like, yabble-dabble. Well, and also the Funky Phantom. Let's not forget that. I don't remember Funky Phantom. That was... Their Scooby-Doo character was a ghost. But he was, like, a ghost from, like, the Civil War era or something. How was he funky, then? I don't know. Was he... Because he's a white he Civil a... War era ghost. Yeah. A black it... ghost? No, Funky didn't even exist. What? I don't know how he was funky. But he was a phantom. Yes. But he was a, like a Civil War era. He was like a really old, I don't, something like that. He had a pirate, maybe he, maybe he died at a costume party, I don't know. But he was dressed like somebody with like a three-cornered hat and that kind of crap. That's like a revolutionary era. That's, okay, so not, that be that's even, not a. That's not Civil War. That's much older than that. That could be okay. Fine, and even older. Whatever. <laughs> Did he? Oh god, I can't imagine that he spoke like an old timey. You know, honestly, I don't even remember. Now I kind of want to watch that because what would their mysteries like? They're certainly not going into a haunted mansion at that point. Like that's Scooby Doo's shtick. Like, what what kind of mystery would they solve with a with a freaking ghost? <laughs> exactly. You can't solve any haunted things because the ghost would seems like the ghost would be like, "Hey, look, Funky Phantom, can you just go have a conversation with this ghost? He is being a dick." Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, you'd also never have the situation where it's like, where where you where you're like, oh, clearly it's not a ghost. Like having somebody like have a conversation because they're like, no, ghosts exist. There is one in our party right now. He is right here, Funky Phantom. And then they, and then they pull the mask off. They're like, Funky Phantom, you were the guy that ran the amusement park the whole time. <laughs> you guys just seem so cool. I wanted to hang out with you guys. <laughs> but how did you keep disappearing and like going through walls and stuff? Oh, I just use this flashlight here, this tissue paper. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, kind of want to see Funky Phantom now. Just an episode. I don't have to okay. watch the whole show or anything. It's. I think it's better than Fang Face, but still, no. still worse than what Scooby-Doo. What is Fang Face? How do you not know Fang Face? It's, again, it's a Scooby-Doo format show, but Fang Face was a guy that would turn into a werewolf whenever he saw the full moon. But it didn't have to be the full moon. It could It could be a picture of the moon, it could be a large white plate that looks kind of like the moon, and he would turn into a werewolf at that point. It's not a very discerning werewolf. It's just kind no. of like anything full moon-like. Yes. Like the Vegas... Did he just have poor eyesight? Was that part of I'm his... I'm not exactly sure what it was, but, it, but you know, it'd just be like, that wheel of baby Swiss looks like the moon! <laughs> and then he would be a werewolf and... Uh, there was, like, one, like, the Shaggy character, he would just torment and try to eat and destroy the whole time that he was in the werewolf form, but somehow would also accidentally help solve the crime. And uh, the only thing... So that he was, was violent as a werewolf? Kind of, yes. Kind of horrible. Like, there was one guy that he, like, would just literally torment whenever he changed into a werewolf. And then the only thing that would change him back was seeing the sun. Or, again, an orange... Or a picture of a sun on a bottle of cleaner, or whatever. So what if it was like an orange on a white plate? 
I don't know. I assume he would just be stuck in some sort of transitional <laughs> mode and go some crazy. Sort of half werewolf purgatory where yeah. he's just like, no, oh no, yeah, like I can't. Shifting back and forth. Yeah. Uh, what a mess. He's just he's just like a really just really scruffy looking the whole time. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it was just the the most that one was the most bizarre and definitely the lowest bar on the bar. Like I. <laughs> think so all that of one the other was ones a, were better. That one was a better, like, worse than Funky Phantom. That is the worst one, in my opinion, of any of these Scooby-Doo format shows. I didn't realize there were so many. That's, cause I, and okay. you haven't even got the Josie and the Pussycats. Right, but I feel like that one's a little bit, maybe a little bit different. I mean, they did have a Freddy. But, but they, and they had, but, okay, but it was, it was like Freddy with, like, six Velmas or or Daphne's, or I can't remember their name. Yeah, like six Daphne's. And then there was that one, like, the brunette that was just really, like, bitchy and didn't like the others, but she was hanging out with them anyway. Like, I don't understand that. They're going all around the country, and she feels like she has to follow them. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of kind of glad I wasn't aware of all these. But, but then, okay, okay, so Josie and the Pussycats in space. That one might be worse than Fang Face. Because they get on a rocket ship and accidentally launch it, and then they become lost in space. So, so then what are they? Are they trying to get back? I guess. Do they have the rocket? Yes. So they can, like they they, they can, can kill. So they can still. Uh, they still fly around space then. Yeah. Somehow the rocket, I guess, has like infinite fuel, but they can't ever figure out how to get back to Earth, and it travels. I guess. Uh, faster than the speed of light because they go to several different planets that they can always breathe on. Oh, God. Yeah. That one sounds like the worst. Yes. And, again, it was... The one episode I saw was pretty fantastic because, again, they're a band, so I guess they solve a lot of their problems by just being a band and playing music. Right. And they get lost on this, you know, foreign planet... And their solution is, well, if we bang on these rocks, they, they can be our drums. And then we can use, this is the best part, is that they found, ooh, these stringy weeds can be guitar strings. And then we could put them on these exactly guitar-shaped rocks. Or guitars. <laughs> <laughs> because, of course, this... Mysterious planet had rocks in the shape of guitars. Why not? Yes. Oh man, boy, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that does sound like the worst one. Yes. Jeez. And all of this is important and related to video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time we'll have to think of like more more talking points or or have played more games or something. Mm-hmm. I'll try to remember to do that. Did you even did you even play a game? Did you even talk about that? What do you No, I talked about how I watched a game. How you watched the Transformers game? <laughs> yes. That's kind of like playing, only 
not touching anything. That's the opposite of playing. Fine. I don't know. World Cup was on, which I didn't watch, but, I mean, that's an excuse I can use. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> World Cup or using that as an excuse? Both. Okay. Yeah. I don't find soccer entertaining. Well, that's because you don't find any sport entertaining. No, I like I like watching hockey live. Like, if I'm in the arena, that's fun. I found. I've only been to one game, and it was fun. But yeah, that's because they get in fights, like, all the time. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> they've gotten a fight, like, five minutes in. It was just like, like, puck. Puck's loose. Boom. Fight. Guys are punching each other in the face. And, it's, yeah, it's great. Like, that's what you want to see. People, like... Slamming each other into the walls and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I don't get World Cup, though. Does that happen? That doesn't happen every year. How often is it? How often does it happen? I don't know. I barely am aware of the sport in general. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's every two years. I don't know. I'm also big on calling it soccer only, especially to people who insist on calling it football. That's my new thing now. It's my crusade to call it soccer. <laughs> I think that's pretty much all you have to do. It seems like kind of a done deal, just soccer. There you go. Well, I want more people to call it soccer. I think most Americans do call it soccer. Yeah. Because it's strictly confusing with act- with, like, American football to call it football. Yeah. Because then what do you call football? Right. Well, but yeah. And so that's the thing is like, I actually look into why they call it soccer. Like why we call it soccer. And it makes so much more sense. Because Because you have to wear long socks? No. That's spelled differently. But, um... No, so the thing was, so there's a lot of things that, so football is a really general um, category for like a ball field sporting, right? So like rugby, American football, soccer, these are all like tiers of the overall football category, right? They all spawn from a similar like origin point, like they all have a heritage of an original football thing. So, in England, um, when they uh, started, like, coming up with this version of football, they started calling it association football, right? Because of, uh, I want to say it was, like, some sort of association, like, was, you know, anyway. So, they call it association football, right? To, de- to, to separate it from rugby and, like, the, the general football category as a whole. And um, in order to refer to that in print, they would they they wanted to shorten it from association football. And so they were going to call it uh, they were going to abbreviate it, but they didn't want to abbreviate it to ass football. <laughs> Which so, would have been fantastic. But... Yeah. Um, so they decided to to do the second set of three characters SOC football so then people who played SOC football were then called soccers 
That's why we call it soccer. And to think, we could have been calling it ass foot. <laughs> yes. All this time. Man, we missed out on an opportunity. The, the World Cup of Ass Foot. <laughs> yes. So imagine the logos. <laughs> I know. That's why it's disappointing. <laughs> huh. I think it's a good place to wrap up. Yeah. I think we'll... I think that'll do it for this this episode. I think next time we need to find some kind of cool wrap-up thing. Maybe explaining why something else isn't called Assfoot. <laughs> or or finding something that we could call Assfoot. Fair enough. Yeah, finding some sort of sporting event. Yeah. I think that's a good that's a good plan. All right. All right. Well, I guess until next time. Keep thinking Keep thinking of things we can call ass. Yes.